Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oh, it's 2023, baby. Uh, we're back again. Soon approaching. Nicolas Cage is 59th birthday. Just uh, just one one year away from that illustrious 60th. Uh, what we're doing here on the podcast, uh, as, as, as we come upon a fresh new year, we like to look back at 2022 and Nicolas Cage's career. Have a little little peek into the future. Get out our crystal balls and try and figure out what is the future of Cage's career looking like? What do we have to, to look forward to? And joining me for this conversation, the only person I know who is as well-versed in all things Nicholas Cage as myself, is the one and only Daryl Edge from the Cage Rage podcast. Daryl, how the devil are you? Well, happy bloody new year, first and foremost. Look at oh. that placement of time there making it relevant um i'm good i'm well we're still a bit chilly i've got uh, an udi on got an udi for christmas that was delightful um i've not taken it off i'm i'm absolutely humming i've started my 2023 stinking is, <laughs> is what fused. i've done um, it's fused to your body it's fused to my pores but the only thing that can freshen me up is some hot cage goss which is what i'm here for nice nice well before we get into um cage to come it feels festive saying that doesn't it oh cage to come we let, let's talk about all things cage of uh christmas past um so 2022 what did you think of it as, as, as a cage year because as things go it's pretty pretty thin on the ground for for cage content yeah cage is 2022 was basically um Memes of interviews of him being shortbread, um, the unbearable weight of massive talent, and then just tidbits of films to come. It was kind of um, the shortbread beginning, the film middle, and the um, the dessert just out of reach. So there's lots of cage news, but um, you know, for us ravenous cage goers, I, I want more meat on that bone. Quiet year, um, especially when when you're caught up on cage films as we are at this point as well. We're, we're twiddling our thumbs for most of the year. Yeah, but what I'd say is interesting as like a cage fan is this like was one of the first. I reckon in the last year is that the first time we've seen Cage back on the kind of the world stage in regards to press and stuff like that. Like what we had. We had Nicolas Cage as a cover star for GQ this year, which was 
an absolute boon, right? Like, uh, <laughs> did, did, did you did you yeah. think when you started your podcast, you know what, in a couple of years, I'm going to see Nicolas Cage on the cover of GQ magazine? I never thought I'd see the day. I never thought it would happen again. Um, <laughs> when, you know, when you're playing catch-up as well and you're going through, you know, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, um, you know, you get, you get um, some low periods and a lot of good films that stick in there, but you... You're holding out hope for your boy. Like, when when is he going to come back? Not that he ever left, but when is he going to come back? And then he's on GQ. He's on magazines. I mean, he was also on James Corden, so we could, you know, swings and roundabouts. We can't do it all. Um, but even with that, um, he'd not really done TV interviews for about what was it, fourteen, fifteen years at that point. Yeah. So that's exciting as well. He's back on. He's he's back in the in the nation's heart again, where he belongs. And and when was that Hollywood Reporter Roundtable as well? Because was, was that this year or was that the tail end of last year? Because that felt like that 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 was interesting to see because he kind of took on like this elder statesman role with all of these kind of, all of these actors. And even then he was kind of like teasing stuff that we're yet to see, which like feels crazy. And it, it, I think it is crazy that we're, yeah, we're living in a year that we've seen one Nicolas Cage film, which I guess for me and you was 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 a massive one, right? Uh, pun, pun intended, with with the unbearable weight of massive talent. Well, absolutely. So I think the roundtable was about this time January last year. It, it feels like it was just yesterday. Um, we kick things off with that absolute roundtable. He's there, um, Andrew Garfield flanking him, Jonathan Majors, uh, Simon Rex and Peter Dinklage, I think, were on the same table. Uh-huh. Oh, just listening to his insane stories that only Nicolas Cage could have about life or death battles with a horse named Rain Man. Um, and now, uh, obviously, a memorable weight of massive talent dropped, put him, puts him back in um, uh, the feature film uh, arena as well. Um, obviously, he got that Pedro Pascal boon, but for us as well, um, sentimentally quite a big one. We got to worm our way into a multimedia screening, which was um, very, very odd. We got to interview the director and writer. Um, so close, yet so far to get in that cage, uh, that cage content on the part. I know. I, I'm not sure how you felt. I because I got an email that said has like rules of what what to do when dealing with Nicolas Cage, and I was like, "You bloody teasers!" But you t- you tell me the etiquette of what I do. If I'm in the presence of Cage, you're not giving him to me. Give me Cage. <laughs> if it's like you're not going to get him, but if you were, um, this this is kind of the prep of what you need. I mean, you sort you, you're in those like waiting rooms in like the Zoom meeting, and you you sort of get put in with other like interviewers and like outlets and stuff. And I saw a few different people who from media later got Cage, and I was sort of like, it was just a slight score, and just like. Not that I, you know, was unhappy uh, meeting like Tom and Kevin, but lovely, lovely people, had a great time. But you see there's other people getting caged and think, you worms, you snakes, this means nothing to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, um, I, I tweeted out last night, because, again, well, yeah, we started, like, Nicholas Cage not just had a GQ cover, he is currently the cover star of the, like, newest issue of Empire Magazine, which I'm not sure if you've seen... Um, the cover for it is pretty like it's pretty tame the the like the regular cover 
Yeah, it's, 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 it's sat down in like a geode. It could be yes. a stone. So you've got, you've got Cage, but then they've got like a subscribers cover, which is Nicolas Cage and his beautiful Chow Chow, Bruce Lee. <laughs> yes. And I, I like, yeah, I was, I, 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 tweet, I tweeted about like buying this issue. Cage is on the cover. Of course, I'm going to buy it. And uh, a bit of a name drop here, but uh, Nick Dissemblian, the, the editor-in-chief of Empire Magazine, interacted with the tweet he retweeted it and kind of said like said oh yeah you know i'm jealous of anyone who uh who's got that subscribers cover he's like i'm jealous of anyone who was at his house and it got me thinking like oh what i would have done to just like carried a light do you know what i mean for the photo shoot <laughs> what i would have done yeah. to just like i don't know carried the micro SD cards. Yeah, I've got the very important job of carrying the micro SD cards so they don't get lost and these photos do not get lost to the sands of time, Mr. Cage. I, um, I, I am the, effectively the ring bearer of this interview. This is, your house is my Graceland. What, and it got me thinking, and I'd like to know your, your thoughts on this, is what do, you, what do you reckon like physically would happen to your being? If you were to step into Nicolas Cage's house, Daryl, I mean, I know I've joked about this before of like what I'd do if I'd actually met him. But if you're in that sacred ground, hallowed ground, um, I feel like I'd have to bring, especially like a pair of slippers to put on. So uh-huh. my my earth dirt is not touching like a fibre of his carpet or hardwood floor. I wouldn't assume he's a carpet man. He seems like he's got a hardwood floor edge about him. Um, <laughs> I think I'd have to like take like the robe from the hotel, um, assuming I've not slept out on the streets waiting for this <laughs> opportunity, which I'm not above, by the way. <laughs> but I feel like I'd walk in and just every molecule of my being would just start vibrating and my eye would just start leaking, um, whatever eyes it made of. Um, and I would just start becoming pure energy, like Thanos snapped just to still and become one with his house. I think I like that. I'm not sure. Have you seen the uh, everything, everywhere, all at once? Yes. I I think I would just like combust into confetti, just <laughs> I, I, in excitement, like just being there. I would, I'd like. I often think about it. Obviously, that is, I guess, an ultimate goal for both of us is to speak to Nicolas Cage, and it's like, given the opportunity, I reckon over Zoom, I would, I'd, I'd be able to hold hold my shit down, but in person, like. I don't know. Would would I become like a a fourteen year old girl at a Beatles concert? Do you know what I mean? Would I just like? <laughs> it's like you appear to have lost the use of your legs, <laughs> which I think is a very understandable and natural reaction. That I think anyone would agree with if it had happened. I know it would happen to me. I think like I say, Zoom. It, it feels like. You can sit in like a little office space. Um, you've got time to go through your notes and just prepare them. Like, oh, hydrate. Okay, it's just just through a screen. Um, you could, yeah, you could shit yourself, and he wouldn't be able to smell it. <laughs> I would just become like about like half an inch higher. You just see in my chair as I'm just on a mound of absolute <laughs> brown feces. Uh, but absolutely worth it though. And we, we we pray for the day. Will 2023 be the year? A lot of stuff coming up. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? We'll, we'll both be, we'll, we'll both be pestering. We'll both be, um, I don't know, uh, 
hitting some beehives, hoping hoping to get some honey. <laughs> or, 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 or most likely, we'll get stung and get nothing. <laughs> A couple of regular podcasting poo bears over here. <laughs> um, so yeah, talking talking of stuff to come and where we could potentially poke poke some hives and get some honey. Um, well, let's 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 start it off with kind of go through this chronologically and talk about a film that for all intents and purposes is out there has been out there in the world it's had its premiere at the uh, 2022 toronto international film festival and that is butcher's crossing um are you excited for this one what are your kind of what what what, what are you, yeah what are your feelings towards this film what do what do you know about butcher's crossing daryl well, in terms of Butcher's Crossing, um, you know, I'm one of these people who says, like, I, I, oh, I love a good book, me. But obviously, for Petros's perspective only, there's a bookshelf behind me full of unfinished books that I've had every intention to go back to for many, many years, but just don't do it. Um, Butcher's Crossing, though, a uh, Western novel by John Williams, I have read from cover to cover um, when I was on uh, a holiday with my other half in 2022. And Spent most of that time in a hotel room suffering with sunburn because I had delusions of grandeur and about being a ginger man in 30-degree heat. Um, I won't show the images of what my legs look like because you will vomit, dear listener. Um, but I've taken this book with me um, and absolutely loved it. I would say it's probably one of my favourite books that I've read. It's just absolutely, um, you know, the minimum requirement of the book, the the page-turner, um, but I read it for sort of cover to cover. I think I got through it in four days, five days, absolutely devoured it. Um, and the character that Cage is playing, Miller, you can read that book as Cage. That is a role sort of, but at this stage in his career, he can absolutely nail. So um, I know some reviews coming out of Tiff, and if you look on like Letterboxd as well, are sort of a bit middling, but I'm I'm still holding out hope. I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully I've not got that... Uh, you know, you get those people who are like, oh, why are you watching the movie? You should read the book. It's much better. I don't want to be one of those people. I never want to turn into one of those losers. Um, but I'm I'm hopeful. I'm very, very hopeful. So to give people an idea like what to look forward to with this one, it's described as a frontier epic about an Ivy League dropout as he travels to Colo- the Colorado wilderness where he joins a team of buffalo hunters on a journey put his life and sanity at risk so i guess cage cage plays one of the the, the head buffalo hunters right as this miller that you've described yeah he's a experienced hunter he's a man of the wilderness he knows how to handle himself um sort of a, a gruff man who becomes quite uh obsessed with this sort of manifest destiny of hunting these buffalo going to lands which they say are unexplorable, are too far out, too dangerous. They've got to brace uh, the elements, each other. Um, and again, it's one of these characters that, like, once you know Cage is playing it, you can read it in Cage's voice, as I did. But then again, I am a very, very ill man. Um, and it was it, it was great. Like, this is, this is a role that I don't doubt that sort of Cage can absolutely do in his sleep. Um, and I think he's going to be a, certainly a highlight of this. Um, obviously, if they do it well, like a lot of um, 
themes are like the deal with like the theme of like nature and like the times are changing and you know they always are changing so it could be a prescient um prescient little thing if they if they nail it right um but now even now saying it out loud i'm just concerned i'm going to be watching this film with my legs crossed going like well it wasn't like that on page 157 <laughs> um <laughs> i can i can hear myself speaking and i'm like oh daryl you've become what you've become what you hate um but, but yeah i hope the film were a We'll do justice, do justice yeah. to the book. Thoroughly recommend, by the way, for anyone who's not read it. Yeah, it's just interesting that there hasn't been any release date of this, like because it's Saban Films have required the US distribution rights, and Altitude, who released Pig, have got the international distribution rights, and it's just when are they going to pull the trigger on this one and get it released? Because it's it's just confusing it's a it's a first time uh narrative feature at least directorial debut from gabe polsky the, the director it's kind of made his bones in producing and um documentary filmmaking i believe he was a producer on bad lieutenant so he has some kind of has some form with cage as well so um yes yeah he'll be he, It'd be interesting. I, 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 I'm excited. The cast is very much people that I enjoy. I, I, I like, um, yeah, I like Fred Hyre, uh, yeah, Hercher, uh, Herchinger, uh, as Will. He, he was great in, uh, was in the Fear Streets, um, yeah, and he Netflix. was in Netflix. He was in. He was in the White Lotus as well. He's in the first series of that. He played uh, Steve Zahn's son uh, in that. Xander Berkeley as well, who's famously just plays assholes in a lot of stuff and is always great. Uh, oh, Paul due to play the chameleon in the Craven the Hunter film. Oh yes, 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 please, Xander Berkeley. Uh, no, him or, or or the young guy, uh, Fred. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, Andrew Berkeley might be a bit long in the tooth. For, for <laughs> God, God bless him, Mr. Berkeley. And Paul Ritchie's in it as well, who's amazing in The Sound of Metal, if you saw that film. It's been on the long list for a while. The same as The White Lotus. I keep seeing the tweets saying, send me to The White Lotus. And, I've, and you know, as a, as a self-proclaimed meme farmer who's out of touch with a, a relevant prescient meme, um, I find it a personal insult to myself that I've not caught up, but I'm a lazy, lazy man. Okay, well, um, speaking of, well, speaking of lazy men, somebody who isn't a lazy man is Nicolas Cage. And Butcher's Crossing could have been like his first foray as a wider audience we'd seen him dive into the world of the Western, which I guess we need to talk about. And we possibly can by talking about the next film on the list which is the old way which as is looking right now we will be able to see just in a matter of weeks in on the 13th of january this film is released i know that uh friends of the show the the prince charles cinema will be screening this film from the 13th like what an absolute what 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 is happening, Daryl? We're just getting Nicolas Cage films just, just squeaking out. 
I know it's it's absolutely insane. Like we were sort of joking there, saying you know the one film from Cage, but I think before we started recording, we were just saying like he's been he's been sneaking around like no one's business, filming God knows how many films, uh, however many that we know about. We're going to discuss today, but and then we said you know in the past, oh Nicholas Cage hasn't really delved into the. Uh, properly the genre of the western i know red rock west do they say that's a neo-noir western is that how it's sort yeah. of dubbed um but meat and bones proper westerns uh two coming along at once with butcher's crossing in the old way um and i tweeted about this a few weeks ago a, a trailer just dropped out of nowhere no one told me uh cage has got a handlebar mustache in it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's got a trench coat. He's doing like Western cowboy things and shooting fools. Uh, he's the old, the old gunslinger facing the demons of his past. He's got those comically long, sort of like revolver guns. Um, you know, this is people want a red, you know, a Red Dead Redemption film. He's given us bloody two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I re- I really like the kind of the, the the premise of this one, where it's like not only is it Cage. Um, like getting revenge, but for along for the ride is his daughter, and he's kind of by the looks of it, he's teaching her the ways of the the old way of the gun, and she she's kind of getting in on the action. Which yeah, it looks it looks pretty great. Like the director, and I, I don't want to be disparaging to anyone, but his his kind of his filmography of films he's directed, like. He did a film called Acts of Violence, which by the looks of it looks like one of those landfill Bruce Willis films that we kind of got from like 2018 up until 2021. Yeah. And yeah, not, not, nothing on nothing on his kind of filmography really, really jumps out as being like, I've got to see, like, do you know what I mean? Like, why haven't I seen this movie? But you never know like the, the, he could have just been a dormant talent waiting and the, this this could be the film the old way could be the new way baby i think it could be you know but I, I think as we both said on like previous uh, podcasts yours and mine you know cage has been very much been looking for that new that new blood that new director um working with a lot of up and coming and lesser well established talents as well um and the trailer from what I saw, um, and I know that news has recently just dropped about film studios getting sued if they drop misleading trailers, but from the trailer the trailer that I saw, um, it seems all right. It seems good. I'm like, okay, okay, like I'm I'm with this. Yeah. And the the tagline according to IMDB is revenge don't care much for the law. I was like, Oh god, go on then. <laughs> Give yes. me that vengeance, sunshine. Is Brett Donahue our guy? This uh, I I'm still kind of just baffled that yeah, like theatrically in the US, this re- this is released on the sixth of January, which famously January is not a great month for releasing films. It's uh, famously dump you when films kind of get just plopped out. But hey, if it means we're getting more Nick Cage, I'll take I'll take a dump dump you any 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 day of the week for. For, for, for some new Nick Cage. He's a bold move to release it. A year, what is it? A, a, a year to the day of the, the insurrection of the, uh, 
of, of, of the Capitol building. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> Christ, it is as well. What a way for America to recover. <laughs> what a way to remember that. Watch Nicolas Cage kneecap some motherfuckers with a revolver. The Cage Battle Hill riots. Here we go. So yeah, so we, that that we've got that to look forward to in the very very near future. Um. A film, a film that seems to—I'm not sure that exists. Um, and I, I, I need to mention this one is the retirement plan. Have you have you said much about this? Is a film that says it should be out now. Says it should be out in twenty. Well, yeah, twenty twenty two. It should have been released. I've seen a poster for this film. I've seen stills from this film. I've read the plot synopsis for this film. Yet we have not seen this film, Daryl. What do you know about the retirement plan? I think I think this is this is almost like the Morbius effect. I've seen so much about it, and allegedly it's out, but I don't believe it. I think th- this could be Cage's Morbius, and that's a bold claim to make. Um, but like you, um, you know, they were talking. There was news reports about this film. Looking on Google now, as far back as. Uh, May 21, when I think it first got announced. Um, so it's like Jackie L. Healy, Joel David Moore, um, Ron Perlman, Ashley Green. So teaming up Perlman and Cage again, first time since season of The Witch. Um, like I said, the, the plot synopsis is out there. Um, and like I said, the poster is out there. Now, there the never seemed to be an official confirmation if that was a legitimate poster, but we've accepted it. Um, I've seen, I think I've seen maybe two posters. But then it just kind of, I don't think there's been any news about this film since September 2022. It, it's just gone off the grid. Um, and this has been, you know, we've had like, what, five, six, seven new Cage films announced in various states of production since then. The retirement plan has sort of outdated most of them. It was announced around, probably even before Butcher's Crossing in the old way. Yeah. Um, and I... I'm baffled about this film because of all of them, obviously, you know, we're saying that are surprised about the old way coming out of nowhere and dropping in January, um, just sort of out of nowhere. And even on IMDb, it says post-production expected 2022. It ain't 2022, baby. Um, <laughs> so uh, no, it says, right. Is, does anyone have the contact details for writer-director Tim Brown? Uh, can, can we can we find this man? Um, so I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm I'm trying to find some information, but we're baffled. Listeners, we don't know what's going on with this one. It's as, uh, it's it's as confusing as. Do you, do you remember that film Operation Fortune, the Guy Ritchie film? That, like, got to the point that it was like being trailed. It's uh, like Jason Statham's in it. Josh Hartnett, uh, Hugh Grant. Charlie Hunnam, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, it's called Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre. And I remember seeing trailers for it all the way back in like February this year, if not before then. It's getting trailed, trailed, then all of a sudden just plop off the face of the earth. And the retirement plan feels like my version of that. Do you know what I mean? Of like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like who's got, uh, does anyone have distribution for this? I don't know, like, who's who's holding a film 
from us that has Nicolas Cage, Ron Perlman, and Ernie Hudson. Like it just feels, it feels crazy, right? Someone out there knows something about this goddamn film, <laughs> and I demand some answers. Um, does it even have a? I mean, does it even have a Wikipedia page? That's that's the real challenge. Um, I don't, th- I don't think it does. Have a quick scroll down here. No, 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 um, no. It's, 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 it's no, no. There's it no, no, it just right. What's going on? It's just listed. It's listed in 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 the kind of plethora of Nicolas Cage stuff that just says TBA on Wikipedia as well. So there is kind of who knows, who knows, who knows with this film. I think is is the is it sounds is like case. it's been retired. Yeah, at at this point. So for yeah, for those of you who don't know what this is, we, we're kind of talking about this as if it's a lost relic. Um, this very much, despite the fact like Nicolas Cage came out of Pig that skewed the whole taken uh, like trope and 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 kind of bucked the trend and did something different. This very much feels like it is leaning into the taken thing of but the kind of the, the unique angle is Nicolas Cage plays some kind of beach bum who's kind of uh used to just hanging out as opposed to but he's got some yeah he's he's got some skills in his locker that could that could prove dangerous and deadly when his uh, strange daughter uh needs some help with 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 her daughter but he's uh, he's got the long grey hair and sort of the old the old grey beard in this one. And people have taken there's been on the internet, people have had pictures with him whilst he's been filming this. Yeah. He's wearing the Hawaiian shirts. Um he looks very much like the character he disguised himself as in, in the unbearable weight of massive talent. It's like basically that guy's got his own spin-off film. Um, which is my connection to the multiverse of sadness. This is the cage connection. Every cage film happens in the same use of universe. Amazing. Um don't challenge me on that. I'm right, okay? Um, so, Kate, I mean, Kate just filmed something. This is what we're driving at here. This is... Um, that or it's just a, it's, it's a, big, it's a big holiday write-off. I mean, T- Tim Brown was like, I like Cage, I like, I like Ron Perlman, I like Ernie Hudson, I like the rest of these guys. Let's just have a holiday to the Cayman Islands, baby. <laughs> I think, as of this recording, this film is a tax write-off. Until yeah. further notice, we stand to be corrected. We want to be corrected, but right now, the information we have suggests yeah. that uh, this is a cover-up for something else. I was going to say, it's not a Warner Brothers film, is it? Oh, David Zaslav's fucking written it off. Oh, that would, <laughs> that, that would be an absolute... That would be that would be absolutely disheartening, wouldn't it, if, if Cage just kind of got swept under the carpet just to save a bit of dollar on taxes. Oh, he deserves better. He deserves better. He spent so many years paying back his taxes. Don't just make him a tax write-off, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. He bought his stone, his little geode chair. Let him enjoy his geode chair, please. <laughs> right, um... From something, yeah, from something we don't know if it even exists. There's something that Nicolas Cage filmed in relative secret. Um, is a film called Sympathy for the Devils. 
Did, did, did you did you did you remember? Did, were you were you there on the internet when this kind of like sleuths kind of broke this and was like, oh yeah, by the way, Nicolas Cage is in in Vegas shooting a film with Joel Kinnaman. Did you did you see that when people were kind of like like writing about that on 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 social media, Daryl? Yeah, I saw like bits and pieces about it, but I don't know. It, it was. I think the way this news got broken, it was kind of like it wasn't real, almost like <laughs> the retirement plan. So, so I didn't. Admittedly, and to my discredit and shame, I didn't really engage with it a lot. Um, and then, like I said, the, the, like the the Reddit investigators, the Twitter sleuths out there, drops that uh, Cage and uh, Joel Kinnaman. I've got a psychological thriller coming out. They cracked the name of it. Um, so, I mean, I mean, they uh, – was this one supposed to come out of the Toronto International Film Festival? Is this one still searching for buyers and distributors? I'm not sure, no, because this one was – this one was filmed, like, fairly fairly late. Like, I want to say, like, August, September. So this is, like – this is fresh in the can. And the synopsis of this is, after being forced to drive a mysterious passenger at gunpoint, a man finds himself – in a high-stakes game of cat and mouse, where it becomes clear that not everything is as it seems. So, who who are we thinking is the man at gunpoint? Oh, oh, here we go. Nicholas Cage is the passenger. So he's the gun. He, he he's got he's got Joel Kidman at gunpoint. Oh, he had to be. There was no other way that was that was going down. So we got villainous Cage. And let, yeah. let's fit, let let's think as well. Let's think back that back to Red Rock West. Nicholas Cage. There's a famous scene in that where he is being made to drive at gunpoint by the absolute madman that is Dennis Hopper. So hopefully we get Nicholas Cage uh, channeling some of that some of that Dennis Hopper anger and menace in sympathy for the devil. It's all coming full circle, baby. I think when was the? I think in the chronology of Cage films, when was the last time you had Cage as like a a villain? I'm trying to think. Maybe like Bad Lieutenant. Do you know what I mean? He's obviously like an anti-hero. He's not a good guy. Well, he's no. He's definitely not. A, he's a, he's very much a bad lieutenant. Um, but out and out villain. I guess it's Speckles in G Force. Oh, G-Force. How did I forget about G-Force? Shame on me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just scrolling. I mean, he's, he's played some morally ambiguous characters oh, yeah, when of course. there was that period of time in the straight-to-DVD stuff where he released the same film about five times about a former cop who wants vengeance um, or thereabouts. Mom and Dad, maybe? Yeah, I guess, I guess he kind of got to flex a villainous muscle in that and not a very nice guy do you know what I mean he destroys a pool table while singing the hokey cokey and before that I think you know, obviously you know face off to an extent kiss of death as well little junior brown old wheezy yeah. McGee uh, he, he doesn't do villains a lot though I suppose when you look at it I I, I, um, I am convinced that he was approached to be in bullet train as the Michael Shannon role in that film he's a kind of um japanese culture loving like leader of like a gang of like 
uh, samurai sword wielding like madmen and lo- long limp hair. And it's like, that is a role that has Nicolas Cage's <laughs> name all Born. over it, right? Born to play that role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, you could only imagine there was some kind of cot-like scheduling conflicts as to why Nicolas Cage didn't do it. But that, that was a role that was written for him. Yeah, sorry, I'm a bit busy on the retirement plan. But I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be there soon. I'm in my limp wig in the Cayman Islands. I'm <laughs> taking photos with the locals. Fucking hell. What a life. What an absolute life that they've lived there. Um, yeah, interesting. I think it's quite quite all there. Interesting synopsis, to, obviously, depending on how they do it. Is it going to be all filmed in the car? Is it going to be one of those, you know, how interesting can Nicolas Cage in a car be? I say very. Um, oh, so that's, like, that's me putting my, my flag in the hill. I'm, yeah, the fact that it's kind of like, and, and it just, it's testament that like, Nicolas Cage can just, just keep stuff under his hat. Do you know what I mean? We kind of don't know about stuff until it's like, that happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that yeah. film is ba- basically wrapped and it's like, yeah, Nicolas Cage just shot a film. And I think, yeah, I think, like... He'll, and I think he'll... he's got red hair in it as well. I think this is the period when he we had that dyed red hair as well. Is this the red hair one? So that that picture circulated of Cage with red hair, and people were like, "What's all this about then?" Mm-hmm. So maybe this is the one. Maybe, maybe this is the red hair Cage that we're finally going to get here, and we're going to get some bloody answers. But like I said, I, I really enjoy that about Cage though, because it, it's always exciting. Like news just drops out of nowhere. There's no sort of build-up to it. You don't say um, these, like, official accounts saying, like, well, we've got some big cage news dropping at 5 p.m. EST, whatever those weird American times are. Your island's too big. Um, then you just, then, like, that's about, like, the last three, four months of 2022, <laughs> cage news just kept dropping, and it was like, what is all of this? I mean, you know, and there's there's still loads more to discuss, but it's just... It's it's just in, incredible that he just. I think this is the benefit of not really having like a social media presence as well. Just a man who keeps to himself, does his movies, does the media rounds, and then goes back to the grind. No one's as humble as Nicholas Cage. That's what I'm saying. And I'll challenge anyone who says that I'm um, I'm not right on that. Yeah. No. It's, uh... Well, let's let's talk about a few like that. That 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 is everything I believe that is likely to be 2023. So I guess now we get on to, yeah, we get on to some stuff that is kind of in the distant, and I guess we might might, might see it in 2022, depending on how, how quickly uh, post-production happens on some of this stuff. But next up, we have Dream Scenario. Do you know, do you, what do you know about Dream Scenario, Dad? Uh Well, this is the, the long-awaited Nicolas Cage A24 collaboration, which we've only, uh, pun intended, dreamed of until now. Um, and what I also I think quite recently to recording, this is the, uh, the on-set picture circulating of Bald Cage, or um, uh, like the monk kind of hairstyle, bald on top, hair around the sides, Cage, and people are like, Duh. 
Um, some say it's a wig. Some say it's uh, a legitimate shaving. Um, these are the questions I want the answers to more than anything else. Um, but this this is one that seems to have a lot of people excited. I think A24 anything um, always gets uh, tongues waggling and mouths salivating. So, um, And for me, and I, I know as, as, as arty and snobby as it sounds, like <laughs> some people just don't get it. But A24 very rarely lets down. It's it's a very high high bar they've set for themselves, so I'm expecting um, some greatness from this one. Well, it's got a re- it's got a really interesting cast. So Michael Sear is in this, and I know that in in that aforementioned Empire article, Nicolas Cage has been shouting Michael Sear's praise, saying like how dedicated and like how much he kind of just knew the material coming onto set and like was a joy to work with. So that's. That 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 that's exciting. We've got Tim Meadows in there as well, who's kind of like a great comedy actor. So I'm I'm excited to see what that is. And the director, I'm unfortunately haven't had the chance to check out his previous film, but looks really interesting. So yeah, uh, Christopher Borgley uh, directed a film called Sick of Myself, which um it just has like a really striking poster. If if no one's seen it of of a woman kind of in hospital, um, yeah, like a hospital gown, face covered in bandages, wearing sunglasses, smoking a cigarette while sat in a wheelchair. And it kind of looks like um, he saw the film Worst Person in the World as a title and went, I'll do you one better, show you somebody <laughs> who's even worse. Kind of looks like a kind of scathing takedown of, you know, fashion and like um, almost like illness porn to, and, and the way that mm. we kind of glorify and uh, make make our kind of ailments like sexy and cool for the internet. So that looks that looks really interesting. This is his yeah. This is his English language debut. As you said, A twenty four are producing this. Ari Aster is one of the producers on this film. So. Yeah, and the the plot for this is very brief, but Daryl, tell me what you think about this because we can only imagine who who this sentence talking about. A schlubby professor who never made it becomes an overnight celebrity after appearing in everyone's dream. I'm in. I'm absolutely in. If you if you can grab someone in a sentence. Um, and I have a feeling that schlub is going to be our boy Cage. Um, it's very, very intriguing. I think quite an interesting premise as well. Um, I, I assume like the elongated version of that was becomes an overnight celebrity after appearing in everyone's dreams with hilarious consequences. Um, if they'd added that and of like, yeah, I'm abs- I'm actually engorged right now. Um, but I'm I'm very excited about this one. Um, was was Ari asked one of the people that Cage had named as well that he wanted to work with recently? He named uh-huh. a few people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I know, I know it's not in a directing capacity, but at least like he's kind of he's got his fingerprints on this film. Um, and principal photography on this film was wrapped as well. So it started on October eighteenth, twenty twenty two, and finished on the twenty first of December. So, who knows? We could be hearing about this. Late next year, we could be see, seeing this film, or I don't know. I guess, I guess, on my money, we might be seeing it 
released uh, Sundance 2024, maybe. Who knows? I'm trying to think. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll get it for TIFF. Maybe, 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 God knows. I don't know what the what the post-production is like on a, on a film like this. I mean, according to Wikipedia, I think with all the films we're discussing today, all but one is now allegedly in post-production, but maybe in a, in a beautiful, idealised uh, world, the perfect timeline, we get seven new Cage films dropping in 23. Oh, the boys oh. will eat this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I I find I find it quite funny for, for friends friends of mine, uh, for friends of the show, uh, Daryl and Matt who do is Paul Dano okay. A- Any time that there's, there's like cage news, they're like, oh, what it's like to be you, Petros? Do you know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> because Paul Dano news is like few and far between. He's so like picky with his roles and kind of like does one maybe every eighteen months, and it's. It's like uh, we're over here rolling around in pig shit, being like, "Oh, we're just waiting for seven dominoes to drop now." That's all. That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's that's what we're working with. I know, but Dana has done. Um, he has done hot ones though. Cage still hasn't done hot ones, so one nil Dano on that one. Yes, yeah, yeah, and he came supplied with his own sweatband, so got to have mad props to... Uh, and I suppose Dano does actually know the Dano podcast exists. I don't think Cage knows that we exist. So one point five nil, maybe two nil to Dana. It's true. Well, maybe we'll. Um, I re- I don't know. I reckon Cage knows. He's just uh, he's, he's just not letting on, is he? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's not letting on. His his manager must say like, "Is that another email from some absolute fruit bag today, asking you to be on the Nicholas Cage podcast?" Speaking of no, schlubs. Speaking of schlubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you, you need to do some prep for these roles. Maybe go on these podcasts and see how these schlubs live. I know. Holding out hope for the unbearable weight of massive talent too. Maybe they'll give us the call or have or have an actor playing us. Amazing, Imagine. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that would be the dream. So before we get into stuff that is kind of um just I don't very much in the early stages. Let's talk about a film that we 100% know is coming out. We have a release date for this film. And it's going to be, I guess, the biggest Nicolas Cage film of 2023. And that is Renfield. We've got our boy as Dracul. Um, what, 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 what do we think of this one, Daryl? How excited are you? I mean, in terms of anticipated Cage releases, um, if Renfield is not at the top of yours, then something has gone absolutely wrong there. I mean, um, you know, we start with Vampire's Kiss. We're now making our way to the full vampire transition. Um, he's playing old old Dracky boy himself. And I think I think people like Nicholas Cage playing Dracula. Okay, I can kind of see. And then the second that those pictures dropped of him in the full Dracula ensemble, uh, the red suit, like the nails on the hair slipping back, like the the white paled face and the purple like wine stained lips. Um, the I think it's fair to say that the internet went uh, justifiably crazy, going yes, yes, yes. Um, and obviously nothing against Nicholas Hall. I like Nicholas Hall. Nicholas Hall is great, but 
no one's really talking about Nicholas Holt because he is the lead character in this. This is his movie. Um, and I say it with the utmost respect. No one gives a shit about Nicholas Holt in this. People want a full-fledged Cage Dracula film. Um, and I think some um, early reviews came out from test screenings and the, the, the unanimous feedback was, we need us some more Cage, which I think we can all agree on. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, well, he, he, he said in this, this interview for Empire that he's, he kind of, he, he, he was still trying to like flex his muscle and do some weird stuff that he saw in like Nosferatu in it. And he's not, he's not quite sure if some of it's made it in or not, but, oh yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. As you said, like, cause it's Nicholas Holt is the lead in this and it's, it's got an interesting, it's got a kind of great cast. So we've got Ben Schwartz in there. We've got Aquafina as well. We've got uh, Adrian Martinez. Yeah, we've got some, we've got some interesting people. And it's directed by Chris McKay, who I believe directed, what's Chris McKay? Oh, he directed the Lego Batman movie. So, uh, and the, the man's got, the man's got tenure. The man's got stature. And the, tom- and the Tomorrow War. I did not see that film. Not seen it, but like I said, the headline of Renfield is Nicolas Cage's Dracula. Obviously, I I expect we're not far away from a trailer because it's meant to be dropping in April 23. So I feel we're not far out from a trailer. Um, <clears throat> maybe February, March, I think we'll be expecting something. But Cage recently did an interview where he said... Um, uh, I realised the movie has a comedic pop art attitude, so I thought uh, this will be a pop art Dracula. Um, Warhol did a great black on black Dracula. This is in that Warhol vein. So you're getting a um, Nosferatu plus Andy Warhol uh, plus Vampire's Kiss equals Nicolas Cage's pop art Dracula, um, and I am so so on board. Um, yeah, and he's got a lot of inspiration for this, like the same like malignant um, Sadako in Ringu, the way that she moves. So, but potentially this is going to be um, the, the definitive Dracula um, of our generation of our times. Uh, step aside, Stoker. Um, you, you know your estate now has to accept that um, this this is the Dracula that the people want. Uh, stop spinning in your grave. Lie down and rest. You are you absolute bag of bones. This is <laughs> this is the future that the left wants. Okay, okay. Yeah, we got Karloff, we got Cushing, we got Lee, we got Oldman, and now we have Cage in the pantheon of uh, of incredible of Dracula's. I'm 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 all here for it. It is genuinely not just not just Nicholas Cage film. This is one of my most anticipated films of the year. I'm I'm. I'm kind of chomping at the bit to see what this film is, and uh, it's going to be exciting to see it in a in a multiplex cinema, which is something that is like it's crazy that it's it's it's, it's few and far between of Nicolas Cage films. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I know we I know we got it with Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent last year, but to have to be able to just go into a screening and kind of watch people react to Nicolas Cage is 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 always is always fun. Do you know what I mean? And like not not at like um not at somewhere like the Prince Charles where it is very much like 
an audience who are kind of in on it to to, to be there watching it with quote unquote just regular people. Do you know what I mean? The, like the normies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I, I don't know. I, I I could see myself again the way that I did with Massive Talent, kind of just going in just to kind of gauge the audience vibe of 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 what the kind of the temperature is on Nicolas Cage in 2023. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting one. I think of all the films coming up, I think this is the one that is definitely going to get like a a wide distribution and not just a limited. Yeah. Um, you've got one chance to see it on the on the Moon Cinema, and if you can't get it, it's your own stupid fault. Wait until you get a cheap Blu-ray at uh, online or whatever have you. But I think between this and uh, Dream Scenario, they're currently my my top two anticipated Cage films at the moment. That's that, that, that's how I, that's how I'm feeling. Um, so there's there's two there's two more Nicholas Cage. One of them is not even listed on his Wikipedia page. It's that kind of it's that kind of fresh and in it in the workings uh, in in the early stages. But um, the first one we have is Sand and Stones, a film that um, yeah, filmed in Ireland in November 2022. And is um, a re-teaming up with Benjamin Brewer of the Trust, and is written by Michael Nylon, who is Nicolas Cage's manager. What do we know? What do we know about um, Sand and Stones, Daryl? Well, I know this one. He he has uh, twin teenage sons in this one. This is meant to be a, a post-apocalyptic uh, film. Um, which has been was this one filmed in Ireland? I think it, they they yeah. finished filming it in Ireland recently. Which, if I'd known, I would have been on the first flight over. Yeah. Um, again, this is what we mean, like the, the the secret cage productions. You just can't uh, you just can't predict them. But I think this one is um of two very recently announced. I think in late October, November, this one was released, and he's he's dipping his he's dipping his little toes into um. Not sort of straight up horror, but films with potentially horror elements, because I know Bloody Disgusting picked up on this one as well. Um, it's, it's very interesting. Um, this is, uh, I know from the plot synopsis, it seems, it kind of gave me a sort of, I don't know, like a, 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 a The Last of Us sort of vibe here, post apocalyptic, you know, old man looking, trying to protect like the children, that kind of thing. So, yeah, or like um, a, a quiet place kind of vibe. Yeah. Too. Yeah, it's it, uh, quite interesting. It's um, one that's piqued my interest. We don't know much about it yet, but it's definitely piqued my interest. And from what I remember, like, well, no, from what I know of the trust and like the Brewer brothers, obviously Alex isn't isn't co-producing this with Benjamin this time. But the trust was a really solid film, and it's good to kind of see those guys back on. And the fact, yes. It's it's written by Nicolas Cage's man, like long term manager Mike Nylon. Is hey, I'm if this is something that he's kind of had there in the back burner, being like, I really want to get this made. And I know that um, I know that there's yeah, um, Braxton Pope, like a a, a regular like uh, collaborator in pro- production, is kind of working on this project as well. Like it's exciting and. Back in back in when it would have been like September October, uh, somebody slid into my DMs and I'll, I'll keep my I'll keep my source anonymous. Um, 
who works within like film insurance and was like, just a heads up, Nicolas Cage is likely going to be in Ireland in November filming a film. Uh, my company are currently like doing the quote to insure the movie. And I was like, oh my God, we've got <laughs> more new Nicolas Cage. And like, I've, I felt like such a, such like a kind of in, inside a whore being like, God, that's got, emotional embezzlement is what I've, that is. I've got the scoop, baby. I've got the scoop. Not that I could do anything with it. <laughs> that's what it feels like to be a top reporter. We can just say my source, and then the source is I made it up. Uh, <laughs> it's me. I. It was me. I was the source all along. <laughs> and the, the the other project we we have on on the docket. That I, I guess is really early doors, uh, but Cage is signed on being this project. It's Long Legs, the, the new feature from um, Oz Perkins, the son of Anthony Perkins, uh, famously the uh, Norman Bates in the uh, Psycho films. So, what do we know about Long Legs, Daryl? I think this is one that was one of the most recent to drop uh, in the in the the realm of cage law, um, but and I, and I keep mentioning that I promise this is not an advertisement. I'm not a sleeper agent for them. Uh, Bloody disgusting picked up on this one again, and they, they headline Nicholas Cage starring in horror movie from writer director Osgood Perkins, um, and it's uh, Deadline described it as being in the vein of classic Hollywood psychological thrillers. Um, so, like I said, Nicolas Cage is dipping his toe into th- thrillers, more horror stuff, psychological stuff. So maybe, th- maybe this is like twenty three, twenty four is going to be the uh, the the psychological horror portion of Cage. I saw someone t- tweet before saying, "Could Nicolas Cage actually be our first uh, action horror star? Our first proper action horror star?" And I'm starting to see some credence for that argument. But um, I mean, certainly with uh, long legs. Uh, it's been compared to, um, he said, I'm playing a possessed Geppetto. It's uh, seems to be like a, a thriller inspired by Pinocchio. Oh, So it's it's uh, an unexpected twisted take on the beloved tale. So you look at that and you think, okay, all right, tell me more. I'll, I'll, I'm sat down, I'm, I'm waiting for your information. I'm like a baby bird with a mouth open waiting for that fucking grub. Shove it down my goddamn throat. Um, he said it's about a character who's hearing, this is what Cage has said, it's about a character who's hearing voices, kind of like a Gepe- uh, possessed Geppetto who's making these dolls. So, I, okay. All right, I mean, there's, there's, this is the thing, for all the films we've discussed coming up so far, there's an interesting argument to be made for all of them about why they should deserve your attention and your money when they drop. And I'm uh, I'm about to have I'm about to go bankrupt. That's what I'm saying. Well, I I don't think they they all prove that despite the kind of uh, the the goodwill that Nicolas Cage has been granted from stuff like Pig and the success of Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. That he hasn't, he hasn't just rested on his laurels and kind of like just been like, oh, I'm just going to play it safe. I'm just going to do the Renfield. I'm just going to do the studio fair. He's using this to be like, 
Let's do interesting stuff. Let's continue to do interesting stuff. Let's use this as like license to to not not rest on my laurels. Let's do let's do the work. And that's what that's what's great with Cage. He is this kind of student of acting and film and will be in as much as he can and as varied as possible. And it's it's always ever more exciting. For for what we're doing, that it's like it just continues to the the ball the ball rolling and kind of different projects with yeah interesting and I don't know new fresh talent. Well, this is exactly it, and you look at the chronology of Cage as well. You know what? Four decades now, forty years in the biz, and again we say highs and lows, but um, again you sort of ask the question like as biased as we are in saying this, who else is doing it like Cage? Because all of these projects, you know, the six, seven projects we've discussed here, all of them equally interesting, all of them incredibly different. Um, he's not doing like the same thing over and over again. Um, and, you know, some in post-production, some still filming, but some of them, you know, we, we, we've got like a, a full synopsis for, some of them we've got like a sentence, a tidbit, but all of them, I like, like, fucking yes. Yeah, like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. This man's not even 60 years old and he will not stop. Um, our podcasts will be going for at least another 10 years at this rate. There's, there, yeah, there's, 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 there's one man that I think we both know of who, who kind of rivals Nicolas Cage and just <laughs> any, any time and is probably just as ferocious of kind of this, this past six months. It seems to be every other week is either an announcement that Nicolas Cage is in a new movie or Willem Dafoe is, is signed on to a new movie. Which is I know, like... I know. We, we, and I know we've said it before, and I swear this isn't... Getting Dafoe you is not our retirement plan. It exists. It's going to happen. Yes. I, I, we promise it's going to drop. But, uh, you know, as we've said, life keeps happening. And... I'm punch drunk from Defoe and Cage news at this point. I'm I'm on the ropes. It's the first round. I'm just like <laughs> my manager's about to wave the towel, saying we, we've got to stop the fight. And I and, I'll, and I'm screaming through battered, broken jaw. I didn't hear no bell. Um, so oh man, what what a life, what a time, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Um, so yeah, the, 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 this has been this has been an absolute joy talking to you, Daryl, and kind of. I don't know, getting out our crystal balls and trying to figure out what what the future of Nicolas Cage is gonna be. I think I think what is great is it's just all excitement from here on out, right? And uh we'll we'll hopefully be yeah. Well we'll both be dropping episodes, I guess, within within the month talking about the old way if we have a chance to see it. I know we're gonna to have to start throwing out a lot of emails very quickly to find out because this is I, we cannot overstate how suddenly the old way has dropped on both of us. So we are sweating right now not to be behind the curve. Um, and if life allows, it would be lovely to go and see it. That depends if uh, the train strikes are still happening at the time of this recording. Support the strikes, by the way. Support the strikes. Uh, support the workers. Support the workers. Um, but you know we're, we're gonna 
feverishly type emails and send tweets and messages begging, begging for a crumb of the old way just to get ease us into um uh ease us into the new year. Um and then at some point we will release an episode of Getting to Fail You. I promise. This we isn't really a did. joke. Well before 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 we head on uh, head on out, I put it to Twitter and asked people what what are the films that they're most looking forward to in regards to uh Cage's upcoming stuff. And uh the guys from the podcast nobody asked for. Hello, Ian and how are you? Uh they both put well I I'm assuming it's Ian. I'm gonna just assume it's Ian. He put Renfield all the way. Uh, every story that comes out about it makes me more and more excited. I can feel it down in my loins. Um, we have Super Marcy put, oh, for me, it's Renfield. Cannot wait. And uh, Bede, old, old, uh, yeah, uh, old, old Marcy's podcasting partner, but definitely Renfield, dream scenario, and long legs for sure. Oh, Bede's going for those... Uh, those yeah for, for for a couple of those ones that we we know little about but those spooky boys he's obviously keeping abreast to what is going on with with the cage that he's he's already excited for for long legs and him and him and us both long legs uh you talking about that geppetto that possessed geppetto as do you know what I mean I'm salivating at the thought of that film it's, it's going to be going to be excited and i can't i can't i can't wait for the day that that, that that we're probably back here next year talking about that film yet to be released <laughs> i mean the the sad thing is that statistically at least one of these has to be an absolute dud one of these films is going to break our heart um now i i, I well one I, of I'm them co- already has the, the retirement <laughs> plan has already broken our heart it was supposed to be out by now so let's just let's just hope it's that one just just, yeah. just because it's already done the damage, starting to break our hearts. I know. You know, I'm going all in on saying the retirement plan is going to be the heartbreaker. Um, mark my words, listeners. The, the retirement plan is going to put us all out of business. Um, and if it turns out to be amazing, well, I'm going to jump out a window. That's <laughs> that's a Daryl guarantee. <laughs> if, it, if it turns out to be great, I loved it all along. It was my most anticipated. Um, so yes, so where can people keep up to date with you, Daryl? Obviously, what is going on with the podcast at the moment? Because you are up to date. Are you are you just resting back, kicking easy? Have you got anything in the pipeline, or, or what can we expect from you? Uh, well, I have rested for too long, and I must arise from my slumber. Um, I am working on some. Um, Cage Rage Revisited, Cage Rage, The Uncagening, The Re-Reckoning, whatever you want to call it, visiting some older movies um, in the chronology of the podcast before I had guests on. Some I don't feel I did quite did justice to, so I'm revisiting some of those, uh, hoping to release uh, at least an episode, because I've, I've, I've been off, I've been off uh, in the ether for quite some time, so hopefully January time, if not uh, sooner. Um, I'll be trying, you know, just sweating, trying to find some contacts for the old way, and um, 
as as we've joked about it through, you know, we've got get, uh, Defoe you getting Defoe you coming. Um, so myself and Petros will be working through the ever, ever, ever growing filmography of Willem Defoe. Um, we are, I again, we promise you, we're finding the time to do it. We are sourcing guests. It is coming. Petros did a theme tune. It absolutely slaps. If have we not earned your goodwill by now? Have we not earned your goodwill? Trust us, it's coming. Uh, but outside of that, you can find me on all the usual social medias, uh, Twitter. If it's not destroyed by the time this comes out, if Elon stepped down or not, uh, Cage underscore podcast. Uh, the link trees on there. I know you're not supposed to have link trees anymore. Ooh, um, <laughs> but I'm on all the usual social media. You can find me on the, all the usual streaming platforms. Uh, Cage Rage and Nicholas Cage podcast. Daryl, thank you so much for coming and uh, yeah, getting caged in with me. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Droop Town Limery Main, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.